Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast for two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me as always is Ben Slinger. Good evening, Trevor. Good evening. Well, we've got two to record tonight. Let's get, let's get straight into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't give it away. Don't give away the behind-the-scenes juice of how we make our magic. All right. Uh, okay, well, let's get into it. Uh, click, pitch. I guess we're just going to do click pitch. Let's just do click pitch. Yeah. Click pitch is a game where Trevor and I each have a random word generator in front of us. And when on the count of three, two, one, click, we're going to click refresh and get a new word. And we're going to turn those words into game design magic. <gasps> wow. How do you do that? Or garbage. Yeah. Which funnily enough right. is my first word. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually mean to say garbage. I was going to say something else, but it was right in front of me on the screen. Anyway. Should we click? Okay. Yep. Three, two, one, click. Garbage. <sighs> that sounds good. Yeah, that's, one my, that's my word. Sigh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you got a really bad word or something uh, dirty. I mean, garbage is kind of dirty, but a garbage sigh. Uh Interesting. So, when when do you sigh? You sigh when you're exasperated, you're depressed. So, is it a game about a garbage man and he's just- Yeah, he's just like- Unsure where to go with his life. He's, well, he's just kind of over it. There's just garbage. It's just endless. Endless mm-hmm. garbage. These people in this world just keep creating garbage. And uh, it never stops. Maybe he's not a garbage man. Maybe it's a garbage truck. Maybe you play as a garbage truck. <laughs> you play as a sentient garbage truck. Yeah, we like doing that on this show, creating yes. sentient inanimate objects. What would a sentient garbage truck that's tired of all the garbage that humanity is creating do? Refuse to take its refuse? <laughs> <laughs> um, good question. Okay, I guess the I guess the first thing is is it a is it a murderous garbage truck does it just decide like listen i've been watching the terminator movies <laughs> <laughs> when machines become sentient they often decide that humanity is not worth keeping around maybe the trigger for this garbage truck deciding that humanity was not worth keeping is that they just keep creating garbage that's all they do is these just garbage pumps and it just decides that it needs to take them out and compact them one by one yep okay so i'm now Wondering how a stealth mission may go with this. <laughs> <laughs> Take your tires especially, off. Oh, no, especially really because work. you can't Put reverse. Your- because as soon as you're reversing, you <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> that, well, that's it. A stealth mission is that you cannot go backwards. You can't reverse. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Well, so, so I guess- do I. <laughs> so I'm thinking so how do you how do you lure people into the back of your truck like I mean the first level's easy because you've got a guy or two on the back there anyway and as long as you just like flip your the little um I don't know well maybe oh, you, no, I've, I've you've got, got it. like your bin I've got thing it. your picker bin picker up you 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 fake, you fake a jam so that they have to they have to get in there and right. sort of clear some of the stuff out and then you just compact and then just compact 
Yeah. yeah. Well, I like I do like that idea of using the like automatic bin arm to just grab people from the from the sidewalk and just throw <laughs> them in there. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking and flailing. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know. Maybe maybe there are some stealth elements. Maybe it's a matter of you can't be too obvious about it because everyone will run screaming, including the fact that you've got to balance up how full your truck is because you can't compact it too often because when you compact it, like blood just sloshes out the sides <laughs> and everyone knows what's happening. <laughs> um, but if you if you put too many in there without compacting, then they can climb out and escape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so so where where is this truck going to empty the contents? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Into a river? <laughs> sure. You get points for how many people you like, how many people's water supply you corrupt with uh, <laughs> dead bodies and person people juice. <clears throat> <laughs> people juice. <laughs> Don't say that three times. <laughs> So later on in the game, I'm I'm now seeing that as you're driving down, if you if you stop for too long, mm. you just get some ibises that are just sort of hanging <laughs> around because the, because they love the bin juice, <laughs> and um, so I'm I'm just I'm now you know trying to think of okay, can we use the ibises to like lure people into like except people um, hate except people hate ibises. I know my, my son calls it the pushy bird. <laughs> <laughs> um, For those who don't have ibises, I don't know. Are they all over Australia? Anyway, yeah, but mainly in Perth. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Well, we have they're a fair pretty- few of them here in the yeah. east of Melbourne, at least. And uh, yeah, they're just these annoying fucking birds who will grab your food and bin juice drinking drinks. <laughs> drink your bin juice. They're disgusting. <laughs> also known as a bin chicken. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that that's thematically correct for our game then. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, they could just be sort of flavor. Uh, I'm sure every region has their <laughs> has their sort of rodents or their creatures, scavengers that come for your, for your garbage. So, maybe depending on where you're playing, you get like raccoons or bears <laughs> or ibises. <laughs> I, I just rats. I just thought um, because you said they're just there for flavor. Um, <laughs> oh, no. may- maybe, maybe, maybe that's the reason why the garbage truck just got really depressed because it grew taste buds, so it could actually taste it. <laughs> <laughs> taste all the stuff in the back. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. These these people keep throwing out all this gross tasting stuff, and I just I've just had it. I've had it. Yep, it was one nappy too far. Ah, <laughs> and three to one click. Yes, <laughs> guidance. Uh, touching, touching guidance. So my, uh, my mind went to mechanics straight away. Uh, yeah, just with not like, not the profession. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Although that could maybe work. No, 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 more more of just that, that you are somehow guiding a hand, uh, indirectly, perhaps like guide, guiding makes me, you know, usually in a game, you're directly controlling a hand or a whatever, Mm -hmm. a character. Uh, that just yeah, that just made me think of a way that you might indirectly control a hand or some or some something to touch something else. I suppose so. It's fairly vague. 
<laughs> See, because of guidance and touching, I sort of thought touched by an angel, and then I was thinking um, guiding a hand, so therefore VR, and mm. I immediately was sort of like, okay, can we get some sort of cool mechanic out of you're an angel- um, yeah, yeah. Touching people, trying to guide them to do things. Touching so, them physically, not emotionally. Yeah, as in, or both. As in both, phys- both, hopefully. Both, both hope. Well, depends what sort of touching, because then well, there's bad touching or good touching. <laughs> yeah, we're not going down the bad touch route, I think. That's, no. uh, let's leave that up to Trump and Harvey Weinstein, just to keep topical. <laughs> um, <laughs> angels, I mean, angels wouldn't do that, right? I guess Unless I guess Satan's technically an angel. Yeah, yeah. Lucifer was an angel. Yeah, <laughs> a fallen angel. Um, so I I'm seeing that maybe you can um, sort of select what sort of what sort of guidance you like to give this person. Like maybe maybe you got almost like a um, a Sims like emoticon thing saying what this person's missing from life. So you can you can help them out by <laughs> by saying that they they're missing. Love, so you use your if little thumbstick to choose. If only it were that easy. If only it were that easy. Where your love and was, we, you select that and, and you we, touch the person. We all each on, on had, the heart, and they go off. And if we, if only we all each had a little slider or a little thing that told us <laughs> what we were all missing <laughs> in life. But, uh, but later on, <laughs> later on in the game, it can get a little bit more confusing. In that, you know, people could have two or three things that they're, they're sort so, of missing and you, you as the angel so, can see into their so, soul sort of thing. So, what's the result of you touching them? So, they- Okay, so let's-, let's They're now on a path to 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 find that thing. Okay. So, okay. if it's love, they could they could be going off. But I think where, where things could get a little bit interesting is, is when you come across, like, maybe some dark souls that actually- Yes, I know. I just made a reference <laughs> to a game, but um, but I, I'm I'm seeing it as like someone who's actually like you know, troubled, like a broken soul in some way. Well, I was thinking sort of psychotic, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, and sort of murderous. So right. So there. So you see the little thing pop up above their head. And it's like what they're missing from life: <laughs> killing people, Be- beheading someone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like so. You were just about to touch him. It's like oh <clears throat> no, maybe I won't give him that. Well, because statistically, may- maybe it would be you a can. Maybe you can touch them, but it's the touch of death. So you can actually like. <laughs> so now you're like judge, jury, executioner. <laughs> You've just got people <laughs> dropping dead. I assume you're an invisible angel, or are you like yeah. a manifestation in the real world as a human that, that people don't know? Listen, I feel like I, I like the idea of the angel touching, <laughs> or the touched by an angel. <laughs> I feel like but you I just want to like, know how it works. Well, I feel like yeah, I've, exactly. I feel like we need to pivot a bit, pivot it a bit away from the sort of Simsy thing. Oh, see, I, I was thinking, okay, this person is is rather, um, you know, murderous or whatever, so. Now they've got a fascination f- fascination with crossing the road continuously, so they keep on crossing the road until they get hit by a car. <laughs> I just, I, I, I guess I don't really. So is it just sort of an open world almost where people like? How does it play out? Do these characters each have their own AI that is driven by these desires? And yeah, so is yeah, it? I think so. Is and- it that? Is it that you look into this person's soul and see that they need love, but they don't? already know they need love like what would change about their behavior ba- after you touch them like what have you given them i guess mm. 
Good, good question. Mm. But now I'm actually seeing it as a like massively multiplayer game that you got multiple angels and you control one person. So that's pivoting it away from maybe the Sims type that's thing. That's fine. Yeah, that, yeah. So that wait, you're actually controlling your one person. Everybody so play an angel. Everyone plays an angel, and, and and the 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 only characters that you know your main your main idea in the game is to keep your character alive. Okay. Now that could that could be by you know going out and you know just buying food and all that sort of stuff, or it could be you know survival of the fittest. Oh, sorry. Like <laughs> okay, so you. You're a guardian angel for a person. Yeah. And, st- and that's who you're trying to keep alive. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant keeping yourself alive. No, no, no. No. Okay. Are so, other angels trying to kill your person? <laughs> I, I think it, I'm thinking that you can get the few bad apples um, that could try and kill kill your person. Right. Um, now, if, if your person does happen to die, then you get assigned another one, but you just get a mark against your name sort of thing. <laughs> it's like <laughs> how many humans you've let die on your watch. Mm. Um, and then you've got to counter for how many you've, you've, um, had your guy murder and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Cause you can't, as an angel, of course, you can't necessarily murder other people directly. No, and you can't actually control other people's actions. So you could have, you know, well, interesting and, and things you can't like even, and you can't even control your own person's actions directly. All you can do is guide them, right? Yeah. Okay. So is that a little bit better? A little bit. Um, I mean, there's some meat there. I'm, just, I'm still trying to figure out whether it's fun or not. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, if it's literally just most of the time day-to-day actions and you're just the guardian angel sitting there like, oh, when's something going to happen to this guy? <laughs> and it's in real time. Yeah, so it's that- real time. He's just like, he's sitting there fucking watching Parks and Recreation. <laughs> and you're just like, I mean, it's a good episode, but... <laughs> but but then we've suddenly already watched, some- like, three episodes on the train ride home. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, someone come and try to murder this guy so I can... I mean, and even then, if someone comes to murder your guy, what, as an angel, can you do about it? Uh Except like well, it guide, on guide how, them how to well you've run guided like them into, It depends on how well you've actually guided them into like um, getting good at self defense and getting okay. you know, awesome awesome knife skills <laughs> like the their hip archie sh- uh, chefs that can you know t- um, take out other people. So is it is it the idea that it's all about preparation, but you also have to be inconspicuous about it because other like. If you're walking around with with tons of weapons and uh, a black belt, a black belt on, <laughs> then nobody's going to attack your person. But every, well, or maybe everyone. I don't know. Like it's obvious the sort of training that you've given them or gu- guided them into. Yep. But yeah, if you like take them to chef school, <laughs> or <laughs> or um, car polishing. <laughs> Wax on, wax off <laughs> wax school. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> Catching flies with chopsticks school. Then it's a bit and less obvious. Painting the fence school. <laughs> yeah, then it's a bit less obvious that they're going to be able to kick your ass. <laughs> and crane kick school. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, this one's a bit messy. I like some of the ideas. I think we should click again. <laughs> okay, through to one click. Named. Plus. Named plus. It's a game. It's a game. (laughs) 
It's a very simple game where you have to choose people to get married so that when they hyphenate their names, they make funny words. They make the best, the funniest names possible, and then you share them on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) I'm now wondering, you know, what sort of names they are and where where these names are coming from. If you get if you get um, Joanne Dingle to marry Fred Berry, Berry Dingle, what's that? It's funny is what it is. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to get so many fucking likes and laugh and laugh reactions. <laughs> Terry Oculus and, <laughs> Ke- and Kerry Rift. <laughs> you just named the first thing you could see. <laughs> <laughs> and I used Terry and Kerry because I couldn't think of any other fucking names. <laughs> ben, computer, and Trevor Screen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's click again. Okay, marriage. <laughs> Three to one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Laying. I wasn't laughing at my word. I was laughing at you slipping gay marriage in there. <laughs> he said. <laughs> Vote yes. <laughs> Laying. Posting. <laughs> Laying and posting. Neither yep. of those are nouns. I had noun selected. Same here. Those aren't nouns. No. They're like the adjectives, really. <laughs> anyway, who cares? Whatever. Laying posted. So it's a po- posting. A posting. Laying and posting. Yep. Well, I guess they're. So is it a game like, about. You know, is it a game about being lazy and not having sent your. Sent your marriage. <laughs> sent your marriage survey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back. So it, it's sort of a game about procrastination. <laughs> Only the game never got made. Three, two, one click. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> there could have been- Yeah, I wasn't- I wasn't ready to go political on that one. All right. Fear. Park. Park? Park. Fear Park. P-A-R-K. Fear of the park. Fear of the park. Uh, Fear Park. So, mm-hmm. that's the- It's a- um, Is it a theme park? Yeah, it's got to be. <clears throat> well, either that or someone who's really afraid of parallel parking. <laughs> 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 All right, a theme park. So, this is like, the garbage truck game again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's the garbage truck game where you play the pedestrian <laughs> and your fear of going near parked garbage trucks because they might fucking grab you. <laughs> fucking Ibises. <laughs> um, I mean, so fear as a theme park sort of thing. I mean, you could, yeah, I mean, I guess there could be some interesting mechanics there where it, where you're purposefully building a theme park to be like horror. Is it like, so it's a horror themed thing and you're trying to scare your guests or um i i think that maybe you can you can be a theme park worker and there there was a old like creepypasta that i read ages and ages ago that um was just like a message board sort of things with all these different letters that have been posted on on Mm -hmm. and it was sort of like um whoever keeps on um taking the taking the costumes out after dark you know Please make sure that you clean them before you bring them back. And it just each each note gets darker and darker, and ta- talking about like security guards who have gone missing and and all this sort of stuff. So I think playing around with the psychological sort of thriller yeah. thing within it within a park uh, within a theme park, like maybe your security guard after hours. As long, well, okay, it's getting a little Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, but I'm talking about like an actual. You're talking about um, more of an actual like sort of. Th- 
third or first person action adventure. Action, yeah. yeah, okay. All right, let's explore that. So, so you have to do your rounds of the park, and like maybe maybe you can actually check check some of the theme park rides to make sure that they are actually working. You know, the, no, no 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 teenagers oh. are sneaking in to to use it and all that sort of well, stuff. Can you, as but, an Easter egg, can you like ride them? I think so. <laughs> Just whenever you like. I, I, I think that's you might the get penalized. VR mode. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, all right, all right. So, you're a security guard take, doing your rounds. Uh, so, you just start seeing creepy stuff? Yeah, I think I think it starts off with, like, um, the only thing that you've sort of got is your flashlight. Yeah. Which doubles as a baton. Of course. Because it's, like, you know, one of those huge... Um, Four D cell mag lights that yep. are basically just a massive lead pipe. Yep. So you're going around. You're you're using just that to to sort of see everything that that's around the park. Um, you get you know creepy looking shadows that are actually innocent things. Right. And as you go, you start seeing like notes being left behind and stuff like that. All right. So to add some flavor and some context. Obviously, we can't license any actual theme parks. It's not going to be Disney. It's not going to be Universal Studios. It's not going to be fucking Harry Potter World. What? No. Is, what? What? What sort of characters does this theme park have? Is there a is there a theme to this theme park? Like, let's let's throw some ideas around so we know what sort of things are going to be jumping out and scaring the fuck out of this security guard. Um, I see it as like farm animals, maybe farm animals. Okay, so, so you got like. Maybe Bessie the cow and I don't know whatever whatever. <laughs> I mean, it I should can... be it should be something that that was the one animal you could think of that's on a farm. Yeah. Uh, it should yeah it should be something <laughs> uh, it should be something innocent, I guess. Uh, yeah. Because that just makes it more creepy. Yeah, if like Henry if, the horse. If you're already in like Stephen King land, then it's not going to have as much of an effect when they. When the fucking car starts coming to life and the dogs attack you and the creepy little twins come around the corner and yeah, I, I kind of like the idea of um, the Tommy seeing knockers in the dis- seeing in the <laughs> distance, like um, just like one uh, one side of of a two person costume. So you see, like the, the <laughs> yeah, arse okay. end of the horse running around. <laughs> well, well, I like I love the idea. Of, well, okay, <laughs> up a- up ahead. Right, here, let me set the scene. So, you're walking down uh, Barnyard Alley. Yep. And all the lights are off. You've got your flashlight. And up ahead, you see the backside of of Bessie the cow. And you're like, what's Bessie the cow doing out? You start walking towards them. And then all of a sudden, behind you, you start hearing her bell ringing. And you're like, how can the bell oh. be behind me when the uh, ass is in front of me? And then the uh, like the ass backs up, and you see that it's like cut off at the middle. And then you turn around, moo! <laughs> <laughs> it's just some dude in, dude in the backside just going, "Oh, we got you, Terry." <laughs> uh, so, what other characters do we have? Um, so, so I'm. I'm seeing it as like maybe like I've actually at the little Al show at at one stage mm-hmm. I did a like a walk around doing the security at night with oh, the okay. scouts yep. um which was really really creepy because it turns out that like at the little Al show all the all like the um the uh like the side the side alley games and all those sort mm. of things 
people actually stay and sleep there. Oh, yeah, so, okay. So you're walking around and you hear noise and you're going, what the hell's that? And it goes, oh, that's just one of one of the um one of the owners of, of the games they're just sleeping in, in well their you own, think it is but then there. one of those clown heads with the open mouths turns to face you <laughs> it's actually a severed head <laughs> <laughs> with the mouth open and one of the balls stuck in its mouth <laughs> oh and it's actually an eyeball stuck in its mouth it's oh like, god oh, oh um but yeah I, I i see it as you know you could have a, a lot of a lot of fun with this with this sort of idea that it's just that psychological. Well, I kind of like. Of- I, yeah, I, I actually like that a little bit better. Of it being more of a like traveling sort of fair or a something. traveling carnival. Sort yeah, of thing. traveling yeah. carnival, but it's still themed. Like it's this crappily sort of. You know, it, it's not like high quality, high budget. It's it's here. Here comes the Farmerville into town again. <laughs> You know, just a local kind of thing. And yeah, you're a security guard for it. But yeah, then you do have all the sideshow games. You've got all the rides. Uh, and you've got a kid maybe have, having just gone missing in the town. Yeah. Okay. And that's sort of like the backstory of showing that something's not quite right. Yeah. And, and I think that you're, you being the security guard, you're not actually like, you don't travel with them. Um, no, you're just a you local. You just happen to be. You're a local, and they were their previous um, person had just left, and they hadn't hadn't quite replaced yet. Well, I think they just hire locally. I just think they just hire yeah. from the town that they're in, uh, perhaps, and uh, they don't let let know all the secrets. And yeah, and they're all totally ominous and creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just wondering whether you know you've got sort of like trailers, kind of like you know in Thimbleweed Park, how Ransom the Clown had mm. his trailer out, out yeah. to the side. Yeah, I think you got the, like the trailer alley sort of thing that you can go down and and like hear <clears throat> some weird noises and and as Easter eggs like you know if that trailer's knock uh, rocking, don't go a knocking <laughs> <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> you see the costumes hanging up outside. <laughs> it's uh, neck t- necktie on the door, and it's like oh yep, <laughs> it's a necktie on the door, but like you. you- <laughs> it's the necktie from the Donald Duck ripoff costume where literally that's all he wears is the necktie over naked feathers. The problem is, the problem is there there is literally no costume. He just wears like the the, the little blue vest and the and the necktie. <laughs> and it's just a, a dude walking around. It's just a dude. <laughs> this is how low budget this fair is. <laughs> He's painted white. <laughs> He's just stuck a few feathers on him. And orange orange got legs. Feathers over his junk. <laughs> Actually they painted that to be the beak. <laughs> um That doesn't make sense. Okay, so what other gameplay elements can you have in this other than just being a, a walking sim- simulator? Well, I was um, kind of getting a little bit of a dead rising feel to it of a, of sort of having your home base. Because yep. maybe you find other people who are trapped in the park, or there are there's some people who work for the fair who aren't creepy regulars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they've just started there or something, and and you. So there's some conversation going there. Obviously, that can give you the opportunity for some exposition and some relationship mm-hmm. building, perhaps. And yeah, in between each of your rounds, there's this sort of. Um, a, a bit of a debrief and a bit of a, a downtime before you have to go out there again. Yeah. And as you and- as you start to discover these things, each 
time you go out, it gets more and more tense because you know something could attack you or something creepy is going to happen and you don't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, I, I like the idea of having that, that home base. It's, it's actually, you know, it gives you, gives you a chance to go back and get, okay, uh, we've got a report of, um, some kids who have snuck into the park and and are really annoying all the yeah all the, um, that's it it can kind of show guys yeah 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 so it could kind of give you some some narrative or some, yeah change it up a bit so it's not just oh well, I'm still doing my rounds um mm-hmm. it's you know and I think maybe should, there should be some consequence though for not getting around like not doing your rounds in a timely manner yep. so you do get a bit of downtime like you know that nothing's going to get you in your in your sort of security center or whatever, your little security trailer. But you also know that time's ticking down until you're going to have to go out again. Yep. Okay, so I'm thinking as for what the buttons can actually do, you've got, like, the stick to... I'm thinking Xbox and, and PlayStation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you got the stick to, like, move the... Is it the, third um, person or first person? I think it's first person. Okay. you got the stick to, like, move the... Um, the flashlight... To beam? move the flashlight around, yeah, I think I think it's a beam sort of thing. So it's it's really centered. Well, wait. So is that just like is it sort of standard look controls, or you're not? Um, and it's centered, or are you thinking I, I, I some think, way I that think, you can? I think you can actually like um, have it centered, or you can click a button to get into like a free look yeah. sort of mode. That you so your view doesn't move, just, but you can move the flashlight around. That yeah, that you space. can move the flashlight in in your view. Yeah, and if it goes too far to the side, then it will start to turn that that way so that it's not okay you know, really annoying you so you can't actually turn when you're in this in this view okay so you're um, really thinking you kind of have there's a bit of scrutiny involved in certain places like you yeah. kind of looking carefully in in yeah. particular spaces yeah okay um one of the buttons it will shout out hey you and or <laughs> stop and you've just got a few different few different things that you can sort it'll of just randomly, shout out. Well, will it just randomly shout out some sort of- um, Who's there? Hey, you. Yeah. And, and, what was and that? I like the, I like the idea Security. of, you know, if, if, you, if you're saying you, you're yelling out too much in these sideshows, you get some of the some of the people who are trying to sleep just start getting cranky and, right. and you know, telling you to shut up and that sort of stuff. So, you've yeah. got to be very careful to, to not, not get it on their bad side. Otherwise, you'll get fired before the next night. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, but you've but you've then got you know some creepier things happening that maybe there's you know as, as we were talking about the severed head before and that sort of stuff you can have like some sort of murder mystery going on yeah of a serial killer yeah you could and I mean games have done this sort of stuff before but I like this I like this setting of you know you're sweeping your flashlight around and you sweep it past the clown game and one of the heads. When you- is like yep. dripping blood and eyes wide open and mouth wide open, but like like but literally looking right at you, looking <laughs> right at you. But you move it back and it's just normal uh, yep. again. Yeah, um, yeah. So you could have it. I you could have it is- so that like if because because I was just thinking like, well, they might not swing right past it. They might focus on it. Um, you could have it that like the flashlight flickers or like turns off for a second and turns back on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. I, I like the idea of maybe you every now and again you got to like bang on the flashlight so that's another mm. button you know try and bang on the flashlight to get it to work again and just randomly happens that the yeah flash, the I, think, uh, kind of I think I um, think Last of Us did that but yeah it's a good mechanic 
yeah. just to give you that little extra bit of tension. Yeah. So are there goals? Are there I, goals as you're going around on your on your rounds? Are you, is it is there some sort of like you have to seek something out, or is it just events that happen each time you go um, around, I, I like think, a fairly linear I think sort of thing? You know, very basic missions. You've got the radio that. That you know they can they can give you new missions while you're actually out there. Okay, yeah. Um, so it's mostly and just- and I say missions, but they're just tasks. Yeah, it's just like go check but, this out. Can you flip this switch for us? But then you know you got your overarching task of maybe the last time that um, last time that the carnival was in town, your daughter actually went missing. Oh, okay. So so that's. That's what made you, you know, want to come in and see whether it was someone right. Here so at you've this, got an ulterior motive for even taking the job. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of like that that idea of, you know, you, you, your son or daughter was, um, you know, a patron at the park last year and, you know, disappeared um, one night and yeah, um, it's the first night you've just you've just joined in and you know then you get sort of shown the ropes the first night the second night you know some other some other stuff yeah can you can build up to it in a pretty classic bit of way stuff. yeah I like it that's cool I do I just I kind of want to play I just want to recognize <laughs> that we have defaulted to the main character being a man and the person that's been like captured or killed to be his daughter it it doesn't have to be. Where no, where I just character want, selection at the start. I just well, or just yeah, I just want to recognise that we probably do that too often, and we try to be, we do try to be better, but unfortunately, that's what comes to mind when we're just shooting ideas off the top of our head. I just want to recognise that, and yeah, yeah, we we try we've been trying to get better at that, but Which, yes, we we are we are, we are white men who have kids and i mean i went with daughter <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that that uh, that's that's kind of the thing is that like it's often so basically you there's a trope and we're going off of the funniness stuff here but it's worth addressing this stuff sometimes there's a trope called the woman in the refrigerator mm-hmm. i don't know if you're aware of this one uh but it's basically the basis of it is that a woman is killed to then push the male main character onto their like driving story arc, uh, okay. and it's a way that women are used um, as yeah as narrative tropes and not as actual characters. So yeah, like the fact that you went with daughter actually plays into that okay. a little bit. Um, but anyway, fine then. But 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 the security chief who you're working for, female. Okay, done. <laughs> and and sh- she's like an awesome. Done. Character. We solved sexism. <laughs> she. she- <laughs> She's witty, she's awesome, and she yeah, I mean, kicks up this is, uh, yeah, throughout like, the game. Uh, we, uh, we, unfortunately, when we're coming up with these games, you know, we don't go into all the characters a lot of the times, and we do try to bring in an even mix of male and female uh, protagonists and antagonists when we do, when in the games where we even come up with that. But I do, yeah, I just want to recognize that we do often default to he pronouns and male protagonists. And I, we do try to switch it up when we notice ourselves doing it, but it's a, it's yeah. Unfortunately, because of the game industry, that's what we're brought up with, and that's what most of them are. And we're trying to change. Unfortunately, that. because of the the entertainment industry, well, the en- as yeah. Well. well, exactly. <laughs> Life in general, okay. but yeah. Anyway, side three, two, one, yeah, click. Let's do it. <laughs> Comfort interior. Okay. Uh... It's a well. This doesn't quite fit the words. I was going to say it's a pillow fight game because <laughs> I just I went from comfortable interior pillows pillow fighting 
I'm not sure. How would a pillow fight game work? <laughs> it's just like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, like, you're decapitating people with pillows? No, I'm, I'm just talking about, like, you know, oh, the, the 2D fighting okay. sort of game. But, you know, maybe maybe you do have the fin- <clears throat> finish him, and it's just, like, just a massive uppercut that you uppercut him into the fan or something like that. <laughs> just fe- feathers go everywhere. Mate, oh, well, maybe it's a fighting game, but you're all stuffed toys. <laughs> that works comfort interior because they're stuffed. That's their interior is comfortable. <laughs> Oh god. So so you know the idea is to to draw filling. Yeah, f- first stuffing. You drew first stuffing. <laughs> uh, you can like tear limbs <laughs> off and and fluff just flies everywhere. Flawless victory. <laughs> Furless fluffality. Fluffality. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of like the I kind of like that idea of of treating it super seriously as if it's yeah as if it's basically the Mortal Kombat of the world where everybody is us is stuff is a stuffed toy. Oh no, I was actually thinking okay, it's the Mortal Kombat as as if you're in the world of Toy Story. <laughs> okay, yeah, it doesn't just have to be stuffed toys. That's fair. So you know you don't use the same characters, but we know within that world. That um, toys can actually move around and talk. I kind of like the idea of the ridiculousness (laughs) of a licensed Toy Story Mortal Kombat port. Like, so I think because they're just stuffed toys. At the end of each each battle, if you happen to defeat a toy, they get repaired, but the the damage remains. Like, you know, you can actually see where where the um. The toys being repaired. Right, they've like stitched them up, for or each, patched them up for each. Yeah, for each cutscene going forward, they'll right. have they'll have your damage. Yeah, that you that you managed to inflict. Maybe you managed to rip Woody's arm off and wrap the string around his neck and break <laughs> off the um, <laughs> break off like the, the plastic string, the, the plastic p- ring. Yeah. And so <clears throat> now, when you when you see him, if you see his back, you know you see the actual um, a really crudely. Uh, like tied, tied knot. knot, yeah, and then you know may- maybe you pull it, and it doesn't quite finish the finish what There's he was a saying. snake in my boot. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, and I like the idea then that you could maybe target because I guess it could be a very precision sort of fighting game. I don't know how that would necessarily work mechanically, but if you target that arm again that you managed to rip off last time, like it's going to come off a bit a bit more bit easily. Easier. Uh, and uh, the other character, the other player knows that, so they need to try to like keep that arm away from you. Or maybe yeah, they can like, maybe you can get a bit of a mix and match thing going on. <laughs> maybe after <laughs> the, you kill someone, Buzz's arm happened to come well, off, so you you sew it onto onto Woody. That's and it. Now maybe got- after you defeat someone, you can pick up all their bits that fell off that you knock off them, and then they're in your inventory. That before the next fight, you can you can replace some of your own bits. <laughs> so, and it could just be decorative. So, like, uh, let's uh, let's say uh, Woody is fighting Squeaky the toy penguin. No, I'm trying to wait. I'm trying to think of. 
I, I'm, just, I'm just imagining killing Squeaky now and taking his squeaky voice box <laughs> and, and having it sort of hanging on your side. Okay, no, well, that works then. All right, so Woody... <laughs> oh, my God. All right, this is awesome. So Woody's fighting Squeaky the Penguin. He gets his health all the way down. Squeaky manages to take off that, that ring off the back of his string. So there's, he's yeah. got a move where he can, like, yank Woody's string and, and then he pulls it right off. And, uh, but, but Woody beats him down. He does his flufftality where he, like, <laughs> reaches his hand into fucking, what is it, Squeaky? Yep. Squeaky. I'm pretty sure or it's Squeaky. Is it a Wheezy or something? Or does they call him Wheezy oh, afterwards? Anyway, into the penguin, into the penguin, pulls out his squeaker, holds it up in the air, flufftality, and then yep. you've got your, um, your, like, character sort of m- modification screen. He, Ties, he uses the squeaker to replace that ring. And from then on, <laughs> every time his string is pulled, it's there's a snake you, in my brrrr, and it squeaks it. You get a little bit of wheeze. You get a little bit end. of squeak. <laughs> um, I, I'm, ju- I'm just picturing now, you know, Ken and Barbie, and Barbie just rips Ken's head off and, <laughs> and has, has it, has like, you know, a, um, where's it? Like a, like a handbag. Where's it as an accessory? <laughs> Either like a handbag, but I was trying to think of uh, what is it like a bandolier sort of thing that um, that Chewie's actually got, and so she's just right. got like all, all the heads, all the all the heads Bo- just sort of Bo tied Peep to is it on and- there, <laughs> like the the arm of one of the little aliens. Yep, uh, it's even it works thematically as well because uh, this this is a world where Sid owns all the toys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or maybe it's oh, maybe I like, it's I like that you can bring in like the Franken toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can build them yourself. Like, there's an interface for literally getting all those parts. Yeah, and yeah, you can you um, can build those Franken toys. Mister Potato Head, he's like an awesome character. Oh god, like, yeah. He he literally can you know just take things off, throw them at people, and oh well, maybe he's and, he's you know, well he's one character where during a fight he can pick up things that he's knocked off the other player and attach them Person to himself because otherwise you have to like do some work to you know sew them on or attach them or glue them or whatever but he just yeah. plugs them right in you get different abilities yeah that's awesome that's cool um i really like this i don't know how i don't know how it's comfortable but <laughs> well i just I, I i just love that it's like that it's got that's actually thematically correct like it could be sid versus andy and they're fighting with their toys basically and andy's having to turn to the dark side to beat him by by Frankensteining <laughs> his own toys. That's awesome. Like uh, I'm, na- I'm now seeing that you know he's got like an exacto knife that he that he happens to take the blade out of and just stick it into into oh. um, Woody's Woody's arm. <laughs> That'd be cool got, like- too. That you can actually bring in yeah like non toy parts. <laughs> um, <laughs> a- Andy like soups up Buzz's laser so that it actually burns shit. <laughs> <laughs> if it's there for too long, you know, it's, it's one of those. Um, he buys one of those, you know, lightsabers that they've that they've got online. Oh yeah, like the, the super, the super high power lasers. <laughs> Puts that into Buzz's arm. <laughs> but I, I'm th- I'm thinking that maybe th- and then this could this could actually be quite funny. Um, all the fights that actually go on, 
you actually see like the hands <laughs> they're down there actually <laughs> moving moving the bits of pieces. So that'd you've got be these an interesting two hands. That'd be an interesting animation challenge, but sure, yeah. <laughs> so one of your things is with with um what well, one of the actually, attacks oh, you know could what? actually be you could actually blind Sid. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was thinking that could be a way to give it that precision thing maybe it's not a fast paced like mortal kombat style fighter maybe it's almost not quite turn based but because of the speed that you have to do things like it's like okay i'm gonna uh move his arm up here and then i have to move his leg over here and then i'm gonna attack forward which is starting to sound remarkably similar to that game that we played at pax last oh, year. oh that's true it is a bit like that game what was that called you should plug I can't it remember to but- our seven listeners uh <laughs> yeah, it was the one made by like the fifteen-year-old kid. It was kind of it was awesome. Where yeah. you like you got a certain amount of movement to drag your character around. But this this is like the full three D modeled. Um, oh yeah, Disney licensed yeah, yeah, Toy Story. Basically, Disney buys this kid's game and uh, turns it into this. <laughs> and it'd work quite well for this. Yeah, it would. It would. It would indeed. Uh, this has been fun. Let's click again. Okay. Oh, actually. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Ben, what is your most anticipated game? Well, you know what? I should have prepared for this. Because <laughs> I <laughs> fucking did this so- for you, to you last week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I, I thought about it like 50 minutes ago and I'm like, <laughs> fuck it. I need to do it. <laughs> so... I don't, I don't get to play many games, so there's probably a ton from, like, the last year that I haven't played that I could still say is my most anticipated. Hmm. Let me have a think. I could say Shadow of War, but that's not actually fun to do. Like, it's such a generic name. Yeah. Plus, I'm supposed to be boycotting it because of all the all the loot box shit. <laughs> I'm not going to, but... Sorry, inconsolables. Yes. <laughs> all right. Ugh. I'm going to say one that I have played, but I was waiting for it for a long time, and I feel like it's got a good name that we could use. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to say Heat Signature. Nice. This is one we've both played a bit recently. Indie game by yes. the guy who did Gunpoint, Tom yes. something, whose name I've forgotten. Uh, Have a foot. <clears throat> no. <laughs> Tom Francis, there you go. I had to bring back a Parks and Recreation bloody. They should have had an arc uh, where he reference. made video games. That would have been interesting. Uh, yeah, Heat Signature. Yeah, this is a really, really fun game. Sort of procedurally generated rogue-like kind of space game with cool mechanics, all of which I don't give a we're shit gonna about forget. any of that. <laughs> Uh, you do want to explain this segment to those who are joining us here in episode so, 43? I've just asked Ben for his most anticipated game because we're just going to take the name of the game and then throw away everything else he knows about it. That's the name and I know of about it. the game. What was that from? So it's a knockout. It's a knockout. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going to throw away everything we know about it, take yes. the name, come up with a new game. A new game. Heat Signature. Uh, okay. So, my first thought was that you're a superhero whose only power is that when you sign your name, <laughs> it heats up the paper. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you go around signing okay. your name on bad guys and they catch my, my on fire. F- my first thought was Predator. Okay. And you, you can see in thermal vision and there's the heat signature. Yes. Yes. So, I'm thinking maybe something around- 
um, around de- detecting thermal vision thermally, or, um, or, you know, stopping yourself from showing off your heat signature. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder if you could do some sort of puzzle game almost where you're trying to match up heat signatures of some sort. I don't know. That sounds boring. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one that came I up know, with well, heat signature. I just, it's, it's, there's, I mean, it sounds just like a prompt that we might <laughs> come up with anyway. So, I thought there'd be some good <laughs> stuff for it. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of thermal imaging. Like, what? What sort of character could you play that would need to utilize that, I suppose, in a way that it, that it's necessary? Okay, so maybe it's a world in which the sun is too bright. Mm-hmm. So, everyone has to wear, like, these um, thermal goggles that can actually determine, you know, differences in, in heat signatures. Okay. So that they can actually see, um, see in the world. Okay. Because the the type of light that is given off by this sun has- um, Like it would like damage their eyes otherwise? Immediately damage their eyes. Okay. So- So, they're not just sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> they're not just sunglasses. No. no. I, I'm, I'm picturing it as, like, you know how when Arkham, um, Arkham Asylum came out, mm. everyone played through the entire game- In detective in, like, mode? The, yes. In detective mode? Yes. Um, so, pretty much you're playing through the entire game in thermal, <laughs> in thermal vision, vision mode. mode. Um, which, which makes seeing walls and shit really, really difficult. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you're basically having to navigate around by noticing when the heat signature or something disappears behind a wall, as opposed to actually having, like, actually being able to see the wall. <laughs> Quite possibly, <laughs> or depending depending on how long the the sun has been shining on the wall, maybe the the, maybe the wall has absorbed some right. of the, some of the heat. Um, okay, what sort of game is it? Is it a shooter? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be infuriating. It could either be a shooter, or it could be um, or it could just be like one of those walking simulators, right? Like like a like sort a of gone home or like a, a linear narrative. Of sorts. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the idea of maybe your character is, is like a spy mm. within the <laughs> within the game and trying to track, track so someone. That may- oh, <laughs> maybe you're- No, this, this probably wouldn't work. Because <laughs> I'm just thinking like in, in our world, spies are the ones who would usually use thermal vision. <laughs> maybe in this world, yep. you're the one person who can- who found, who, you, your special goggles are that you can see the actual wavelength, light wavelengths, but only for short periods <laughs> of time. And then you have to switch back to your thermal vision, uh, which yeah. is which is what everybody sees. So it's kind of like a flashlight mechanic in which you've, yeah. you've got the um, you know a certain amount of battery power. Yeah, like if you if you need to go underground where it's completely cold and everything just shows up blue, then uh, you can power up your actual light goggles. Because it's it's very well lit with fluorescents that don't heat anything up. <laughs> yeah, but then you could just take the goggles off if you if you're downstairs and got no chance of um of getting any sunlight. Well, no, I think all these all the people in this world they they've just adapted to it so much that they're just mole people now. <laughs> well, they've just adapted to it so much that they literally can't see without these goggles on unless they have these other special goggles. This is going nowhere. This is horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's really not, not great. He chose kind of a shitty set of words. Oh, uh, thanks, Tom Francis. 
We definitely need to do something else. Three, two, one, click. Counseling. Fender. Vendor or Fender? Fender. Okay, like on a car. Yeah. So, it's the world of Pixar's cars and you are a counsellor for cars who have been in fatal accidents. Fender benders. <laughs> okay, I was just thinking benders. fender benders. All right. <laughs> I guess, well, I mean, that's less traumatic. Maybe, I mean, okay, just accidents in general. Uh, I, I mean- I mean, where my mind went was, this is an overly sensitive world in which people need counselling for something as simple as a fender bender. <laughs> well, no, I think it's a bit more interesting if you have to, like, if you build up to, like, literally they were in a car accident where the, where the other person, where the other car was killed. Um, did you think in the world of cars, and I'm definitely not the first person to come up with this, but do you think in the world of cars, if two cars smash into each other at high speed- a human body comes out through the windscreen, but that's just kind of like they're in, like a normal person's intestines coming out. Like that's their innards. Because <laughs> that'd be pretty horrible to see. And I think the car who survived it would probably need some counseling. Um, so, oh God. Thanks um, for joining us. So on is, is it, is it a, is it a fully formed human or is it just a skeleton? <laughs> I mean, I think it's, I think it's kind of viscera in the shape of a human. Like, it's kind of like it's one of their organs. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like if, if a person's body was ripped open, then like their, their intestines and liver might come out. One of the organs of a car, a Pixar car's car oh, no. is like the driver. Oh, my driver. <laughs> you tore the driver out of me. I'm going to die. <laughs> It now makes me wonder what the hell else is in the cockpit of this bloody car. <laughs> it's like, just... Because we never actually saw whether there was actually blood and sure there was oil and, and petrol and that sort of stuff. But I'm now just picturing, like, some lungs in the cockpit and, and like... Yeah, definitely. You know, a beating heart and it's just like... It's kind of like that episode fully, of Battlestar um, Galactica where Starbuck goes inside the... Yeah, you lost me. Cylon? Chip, you lost. You never me. watched it. Right. No, I got it there. I just never watched it. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I just thought. Hang on. Um, you've in the cockpit. You've actually got like brain as well. Like there's a brain because of course because because it's behind the eyes, right? So I'm thinking that maybe um you know the skeleton slash whatever um is just as you said as one part of their internal organs, but like you can have brain brain matter get ripped out with it, and yeah, and yeah, some 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 really really disgusting. Oh, it's gross. You know, it's gross. Um, and maybe counselling is only one part of the game. Maybe the other part of the game is you're a doctor or a surgeon, and and so you literally <laughs> have to like perform surgeries on cars. It's kind of half <laughs> car mechanic simulator. But you don't have hands. You've only got tires. Yeah, it's not <laughs> easy. It's not easy. I don't know. How do fucking cars do anything in that world that requires fine motor skills? <laughs> I've always wanted to know how they make new cars. <laughs> yeah, that's in the adults only uh, DLC. <laughs> After the fender bender. <laughs> well, that actually, funnily enough, that's all, that's actually, um, what they call sex. Like, 
That's innuendo. That's the slang term for fucking in the car's world. Hey, baby, come over here and let me bend your fender. <laughs> Sally and Lightning got into a fender bender. <laughs> oh. Thank you all for joining us here on Bitstorm <laughs> yes. today, where we're about to get sued by Disney. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Disney, uh, yeah, for multiple games this this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's the title, Sued by Disney. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Um, if you want to find us on our social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we are on all of those, Bitstorm cast. We have a Facebook group as well, facebook.com slash group slash Bitstorm. And each week we put up a listener click pitch. So go there and, and check that out. S- check out the prompt. Tell us what games you come up with based on that. This week's, I think, uh, I, who was it? Was it Michael that knocked it out of the park? Oh, yeah. What did we have? The the deciding deciding nine was the prompt. Deciding nine. And his game about uh, the Supreme the Supreme Court deciding whether to impeach Trump or not. Um, so that was, that was pretty, that was awesome. pretty good. Um, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, yeah, I can't come up with anything <laughs> better than that. I'm leaving that. <laughs> then you, then you came up with like a, a, what was it? Like, a, a, what was mine? The voice sort of style. Oh, yeah. TV show. A car- TV show. A karaoke like game, a multiplayer karaoke game, uh, where, with three judges. Well, with nine they're judges. Actual real people. Nine oh, judges. Nine, ju- it, nine judges. The prompt was nine. So but are real people. They're real people. And they, <laughs> they sit there and watch you do bad karaoke and then, yeah, you either win or lose. Yep. We're also on Podchaser. Go there and search for Bitstorm. Soon you'll be able to go to podchaser.com slash Bitstorm uh, in a few weeks when we roll out those features. Fantastic. Uh, we are on iTunes where we'd really enjoy it if you would rate, review, and subscribe to us there. Um, hopefully, we can we can see our download numbers actually increase. That'd be nice. We'd like you to check out our website, bitstormcast.com. It's a website. Mm-hmm. What more can I say? <laughs> it's a website. Go check it out. We'd like to plug the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Uh, we've got a lot of good friends out there, and we've got packs coming up, so we'll, we'll have quite a few packs guests I hope so. joining us yep. on on a few different podcasts, and we may even be on a super podcast. But keep it on keep out you posted. For that. Yep, we are part of the two pods a day campaign. Every day in October, the two pods a day campaign will highlight two different podcasts. We were highlighted on day eight, I believe it was, and yes. we got some pretty amazing reviews. Finally, we'd like to thank Kuridas for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. So, <laughs> this has been Bitstorm. I'm Trevor Scott. I'm Ben Slinger. Thanks, Tom Francis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs>